Welcome to Elevate, the podcast where we dissect exceptional achievers who are consistently raising the bar personally and professionally to produce extraordinary results in investment real estate and ultimately in their lives. Now here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chester. I'm your host, and I'm so thankful to have you here. And we have got an outstanding show for you today, but I have to ask you a question that I always ask you. Elevate Nation, are you ready to take it to another level? Because, you know, we really are going to be doing that today. And our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is a masterclass. This is for leaders, those who are looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their life. Uh, and if you really, if, if you appreciate what we're doing, we would highly appreciate it if you subscribe to our show, if you give us a rating, a review would be extremely helpful. And I wanted to give a shout out to a recent review that we've received uh, from Shane Rankin. And Shane says, doing something the same way produces the same result. Do yourself a favor and change those habits. Elevate. Great work and looking forward to the next episode. Thank you, Shane. We really appreciate uh, anyone who gives us a review, a rating, and subscribes to our show because obviously that helps us reach more people. And you know, our mission is to reach millions of people with this message because we believe that if you mix personal and professional development along with successfully investing in real estate and income producing real estate, you can really achieve uncommon results in your life and create that life that you know most people just dream of. And so that's why we're here today with Yona Weiss. And, and Yona, I really want to thank you so much for being here. Yona, how are you today? I am doing wonderful, wonderfully. Uh, it's really a pleasure to be on the show. I appreciate you, you know, reaching out to, to bring me on. I know this is, uh, has been a new, um, you know, podcast of yours. It's taken off pretty quickly and I appreciate being a part of it. Absolutely. You know, we've been really so blessed to, you know, very early in the show, crack the yeah, the top 200 in the business podcast in the world. And so it's really been, wow. you know, due to folks like yourself, Yona, and, and due to our listeners, because I think people are starting to notice that we've, we're onto something special here. And we're, we're really, you know, doing something that is uncommon, because, you know, to do the same things, you know, you're going to get the same results. And so that's exactly what you know, one of our reviews just mentioned. But, but let me just tell Elevate Nation a little bit about Yona. And uh, Yona is a powerhouse with property owners tax savings. And we all know that taxes are the, you know, the highest expense that we have as, as property owners, really. And as a business director at Madison Specs, a national cost segregation leader, he has assisted clients in saving tens of millions of dollars on taxes through cost segregation. He has a background in teaching and has a passion for real estate and helping others. And I know that this is really kind of a Cliff Notes version of Yona's bio, but Yona, you know, obviously, you know, you are known so, so well in our, our business as being sort of that, you know, the LinkedIn aficionado and, and sort of a connector. I mean, really, that's what I see you as and somebody who's just a giver. And so tell us a little bit more about yourself beyond the bio. Who is Yona as a man? Um, yeah, so I'm, you know, it's, it's funny because on social media and, you know, in the business world, there's only a little bit of you that really comes across, right? And hopefully that's, you know, a good part of you. Hopefully that's the positive part. Hopefully that's, you know, the part that people are going to want to interact with, going to want to get to know even more and deeper like we're doing today. But, you know, I'd be honest with you, there's very little, even though like giving and being a people connector and, you know, in the conservation world, helping people, you know, save taxes, these are passions of mine. 
Um, but to tell you the truth, it's, it's only really a, a fraction of, uh, you know, of who I am and, and what I do. Nevertheless, that's, that's what comes across. So that's who people know. And I appreciate, you know, the opportunity today to kind of go a little bit deeper, um, get to know a little more complex of a person and, um, you know, where I come from, I actually, you know, a little bit of background. I grew up in Southern California, um, California, Los Angeles, Woodland Hills, specifically in San Fernando Valley. I went to school in uh, San Diego, sunny San Diego, beautiful country. I moved out actually when I was eight, uh, 20 years old. I spent a junior year abroad in Israel, in Jerusalem at the Hebrew University. And, um, you know, kind of found myself there. Israel is an extremely spiritual place. Uh, I'm a very spiritual person. And it came as no surprise to me that I like fell in love with it and just wanted, <laughs> wanted to stay there. And I ended up going back to San Diego to finish my uh, final year of university and get my degree, which didn't really mean a lot to me at the time. It was in history and didn't, I didn't have any goals at that time, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to, you know, go into business, anything. I wasn't given so much guidance in that respect and kind of going through the motions like most people do going to college. I wanted to find out a lot more about who I was as a person, about, you know, what I could become. And so therefore I decided to move back to Israel um, and spent, you know, many years there studying and going deeper into personal development, deeper into finding out who I was, actually got married, uh, thank God, now today married with six, uh, six children and, you know, busy uh, raising a family. That's awesome, man. So tell me about that when you went back to Israel and you were kind of diving into personal development and finding yourself as a person, as a spiritual being. Um, what right. was that? I mean, was there a line in the sand that you had to draw theoretically that says, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, I, it sounded like maybe there wasn't a ton of direction uh, in your right. city in, in Southern California. And you decided, you know what, I found something, you know, here in Israel. And I went back and I said, you know what, now is the time for me to pivot and for me to go in this direction. What, what exactly happened to you and, and what made you go in that direction? Um, it was kind of more like, you know, that, that epiphany, like the meaning of life kind of thing that is co so, you know, kind of cliche, but at the same time, like, Hey, you know, what I want to get out of life. And before a person, you know, has that direction, you kind of have to know who you are. You have to get, go a little bit deeper, tear apart, um, you know, those things inside of you that are blocking you from growth. And so I started, you know, a real journey to kind of find out who I was. And I found very quickly that I was an extremely fast learner. Uh, I didn't do so well in high school and in college because I wasn't so interested in the subject. Uh, I had some, you know, some good teachers at the time, but it never really interested me. My interests were never really in academics. When I got to Israel, I started going deep into ancient texts, into things, you know, picked up a new language, Hebrew. I became totally fluent in Hebrew and Aramaic, which is another ancient language um, in Yiddish, which is also, uh, you know, a language that's not so, so. I went very deep into this and became, you know, very quickly proficient in, in all of these things. And I, I, I really surprised myself. And I learned that, you know, one of my greatest skills is learning things fast. Um, and so that kind of opened me up to be able to explore uh, other avenues, you know, other, other things and really, which ultimately led me, you know, many years later, 20 years later to, um, you know, real estate and the different aspects of real estate and specifically cost irrigation, you know, and how I've become in the past, you know, few years as like 
<laughs> known as like the world's expert um, in cost segregation. So, you know, that's, that's something that um, kind of comes from that being opened up inside of me to find out, you know, who that one skill that I had. That's exactly what Elevate is all about, is about identifying what it is inside of you that's blocking you, identifying what are your core competencies, what are your really kind of your greatest skills. And, you know, it sounds like what you were able to find is that you were a fast learner, something that you never recognized throughout your whole life because it was you weren't learning things that interest you or they didn't really speak to your greater right. purpose. So what were those things that were blocking you just out of an example, just out of curiosity? Um, I don't know if I can pinpoint, you know, any specific things that were blocking me, but it was really just not being opened up to, um, you know, the challenge of personal development of, you know, saying, hey, I have character traits, I believe, you know, in a greater purpose in life, I agree, you know, starting to come to the realization that my actions really have consequences and have meaning and I have to, you know, kind of grow up and, you know, mature, which, you know, I was a kid. And at that time, I, I was going through life kind of in motions like, you know, like everyone around me and never really, you know, kind of took that maturity. But going off on my own to a foreign country without any family, you know, friends around, making new friends, it kind of led me to, I guess, you know, kind of grow into that. that. Um, and that's really what I found was that there were character traits that I, you know, whether bad character traits that I needed to overcome and, you know, started working on them. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing what happens when you transform as an individual and it takes you to the purpose that you have for your life, whether it's per, you know, personally, professionally or beyond. And you know, fast forwarding for you, um, you know, as you are a cost segregation expert, as you're really kind of a connector, whether it's LinkedIn or other social media platforms, I mean, you know everybody in the industry and right. you know, we all love you. We all, we all know and love Yona. And so tell me, you know, what, what have you done, you know, as we fast forward, as we dive into your business, now that we know, you know, the transformed being behind this, it's the foundation of that, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, what's an example that you, you know, of something that you've done to raise the bar in your business to elevate your results? Um, I, I'd like to, like you, you had mentioned like the connector, right? And, and that comes naturally to me. I'm just going to touch on that because that's really what has happened more than anything. I don't connect people and, you know, make these connections, which I do all the time, literally on a daily basis, trying to connect people to one another. It, it, it really comes naturally. It's kind of almost like, I mean, I don't want to say like, you know, kind of supernatural or anything like that, but I don't really put too much thought into it a lot of times. It's kind of like, I, I noticed someone, you know, reaches out to me. Hey, do you know anyone in, uh, you know, I'm looking for multifamily in Louisville, right? I know already Tyler is, you know, a multifamily expert in Louisville, uh, right? That automatically like comes to my mind, but it's because I have this really, um, I would say it's another gift of mine of memory. You know, I, I majored in history because I, in college because I loved history because I very easily memorized dates, places, and names, it was just came very natural to me. And so I have a memory for people as well, which is an incredible thing. Like if I meet someone, I'll remember their name. I'll remember their face, even if I'm meeting thousands of people. So on LinkedIn, when I'm connecting with thousands of people, you know, at, it, it's incredible. I start a conversation. We'll have a little conversation. We'll jump on the phone. Now it's locked in my memory. Anyone who like needs this service or wants to be in touch with someone, I, it automatically like filters in oh, you need an insurance broker, you know, in uh, Maryland. Here you go. Got that guy. 
I know the people to connect automatically. It, it's kind of like a filing cabinet that, that works. Uh, my brain kind of works like that. So that's really the thing that has elevated my business because I found that connecting people, which is really giving to others, helping others grow their own business is really what has grown my business more than anything else. So how would you suggest that Elevate Nation identifies, you know, maybe more along the lines of what comes naturally to them? Because you were able to find that, you know, it sounds like sort of naturally in some ways, right. <laughs> um, just through organic, just practice and just experience. Is there any other you know, suggestions that you would have for Elevate Nation to be able to identify what is it that really comes naturally to them? What is their core competency? Yeah, I, I'd say it, it goes on the same uh, wavelength of just giving, right? Wanting to give more than you are looking to receive, okay? We're in business, if you're in sales, you're in any type of business, you're always looking to see what can I get out of this, right? But, um, you know, one of the books that maybe I'm jumping the gun over here, but one of the books that, that really spoke to me and taught me this principle um, earlier on in life was um, The Seven Habits of, you know, Highly Effective uh, People by Stephen Covey, which you know, he talks about the win-win and he talks about synergy. And these two aspects are really what life and business is all about, right? When you, are, when you really want to grow, when you really want to have success, looking out for the other person at least as much, if not more than you're looking out for yourself is really what is ultimately going to bring you up. Yeah. And I, along those lines, so years ago, I read a book called Never Eat Alone by a man named Keith Ferrazzi. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's an outstanding book about building deep and, you know, meaningful relationships, you know, and you can do it really in many hundreds or thousands of, of ways, you know, but it is truly about depositing, giving without any expectation of anything in return. Because, you know, if you, if you give with that, you lead with that giving heart, you know, it's amazing what will transpire and people can feel when that energy is not in that type of fashion. You know, if people are looking to receive something, you can just feel that it's like, wait a minute, I don't, this doesn't feel right. So I love that thought. Um, So now kind of, you know, doing a little bit of a transition here into, you know, your current business as someone who is such a connector, who's connecting Mm -hmm. with thousands of people online and in person. Um, you know, how do you say no? I mean, how do you decline opportunities? I would imagine you've got so many different things coming your way that are, you know, maybe not fitting, you know, your, your purpose or your direction for your business. How do you decline opportunities? Um, you know, I kind of set parameters, right. And setting those kind of, um, I would say like benchmarks or setting, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Parameters, you know, what, what will I be willing to do? You know, what one I would be to, to do. Uh, just setting that. And so it kind of makes it easier, you know, when you have to say no, because obviously you can't do everything. You can't say yes to everything all the time, even though saying yes to opportunities is, it can be a great way to grow. It can also, if you're saying yes too much, it's obviously going to slow you down. So I think that is what I've been done. I've set kind of limits, things that, you know, already I know I will do, will be willing to do things that I definitely won't do or won't pursue. And so then it's very easy um, to when that opportunity is in front of me to say yes or no. So obviously as a cost segregation expert, um, you're, you've got a very focused line of business that you're seeking. So the parameters with, you know, the business, you know, opportunities that come your way, you know, they make sense, but can you give us a specific example of a parameter that helps you make those quick decisions in a very busy day? Sure. I mean, just something simple in the cost segregation business, right? I'm looking to help property owners 
lower their income tax, right? Through accelerated depreciation. It's a very niche kind of service, but it's not really going to be good for everyone. So someone who's purchasing a building for less than a million dollars, for example, I don't want to spend too much time on that because in the end of the day, more often than not, it's not going to be beneficial enough. So over a million dollars property, it's like almost a no brainer. So I know I'm going to go with that. I'm going to pursue that conversation more, you know, deeper kind of grow that relationship. If it's under that, I'll know that maybe not for now, maybe for a later time, it's a good relationship to keep. Right. But you know, let's keep it limited. So that's just one example. Yeah. And I think it's a great reminder for real estate investors as well to set their parameters on what type of acquisitions are they looking for? Because, you know, if you're looking for, you know, B and C class properties, you know, 50 to 250 units, you know, anywhere in the Eastern United States, you know, you're going to have an overwhelming abundance of opportunities coming your way. And it's going to be very difficult to actually connect and, and make those deal, deals happen. So setting your specific parameters are so important. That's a great reminder. I appreciate you sharing that. And um, I want to, I want to know, you know, beyond that, you know, obviously you've got your parameters for your business. Um, but beyond that, personally, you know, what type of habits do you, um, you know, abide by that are really critical for your success on a daily basis? Um, one habit that I'll say that, and I wouldn't even call it a habit, I would say it more like a mindful, um, what's the word mindful, you know, tool that I use, which is, you know, spending time and I'm a religious person. And so, you know, Orthodox Jews, we, we pray, we take time out of the day, specific time out of the day, three times a day, um, to, to, you know, disconnect from everything and, and pray with praying is more, you know, of not just like saying words, it's more about kind of introspecting and connecting to something beyond yourself. And a lot of it is predicated on um, gratitude. And so our kind of daily, you know, this also besides for this three times a day, every time I eat, anytime I put something in my mouth, right, or drink or eat, I, I recognize and say a special prayer, right, recognizing the creator, recognizing that, you know, my body needs to have something beyond it to function. And there's more to life than just, you know, the physicality. And so it's a constant um, looking outside of oneself and being totally grateful. And so these are like daily habits that, you know, thank God my religion has kind of emplaced upon us. But, you know, there are plenty of people that are kind of going through it by rote and not tapping into the depth of it, which can really change a person. It's amazing how many things you can really find that you are grateful for when you just take the opportunity to do it. Even if it's something small, like, you know what, Yona and I have the opportunity of speaking, you know, together, you know, and we're thousands of miles apart and we've got the opportunity of building a relationship and, you know, we've got the opportunity to, you know, see another day or to get a sip of water. I mean, there's so many things to be thankful for. So it's a great reminder to, you know, maybe build in some, some rituals to where, all right, you know, every time we have a meal, Let's just spend right. some time in gratitude, whether you're a religious person or not. It's a great way to kind of get out of your, your, your challenges because there's always going to be challenges, right? And exactly. um, it's like what Tony Robbins says as well. I know I say, you know, things from Tony Robbins all the time, but he says, trade your expectations for appreciation. And it's amazing what, what happens from that. And so, uh, you know, I'm curious beyond that, you know, what, what's, a, what's an investment that you've been really proud of, uh, in either in yourself, in your business, in your life, that's really paid off for you over the past year or so? Um, you know, along the same lines, investing time in, uh, in growing the network, 
through LinkedIn networking, um, going to networking events, um, have been extreme, have paid off, you know, cause beyond taking, taking things, you know, from online, you know, social networking is great to an extent, but obviously going out and meeting people, it really takes that level, takes that connection, that relationship to a whole new level. Yeah. And I love the thought of investing your time. It doesn't always have to be money. You know, time is our most valuable resource at the end, at the end of the day. And one of the things that I've spend so much time thinking about is how important relationships are. And really it's the core of real estate is building Mm -hmm. deep and long lasting relationships. So investing your time in networking. And that's the other thing that I, we talked about never eat alone earlier. It's such a great book, but he talks about, you know, the word networking to some people is kind of like a dirty word. It's like, Oh my gosh, it just (laughs) feels bad. You know, you you can picture the guy passing out his business cards. He's like, you know, he didn't even say anything to you, but he's given his business card to everybody at the event. You know, it is truly about building that long lasting, deep relationship. And so that's really what I admire about you because of your great memory and but you're investing your time on a consistent basis. So I think that's so awesome. Uh, can you tell me about a failure that you've, uh, that you've experienced as, that has set you up for later success? Um, yeah, I mean, there's something that, you know, happened recently, which I would say is, uh, you know, definitely was a failure because it, you know, I tried to pursue a big client that was uh, right off the bat my, my, you know, my boss or CEO basically told me at, through a conversation, a, a conference call, this guy's not serious. Okay. He, he's not serious. Um, he, you know, he's trying to negotiate from the first phone call and he ended up wanting to, you know, push stuff. He's like, the guy's not serious. I'm like, listen, he <laughs> this is a huge potential client that's going to bring in, you know, to the company, you know, mil, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of revenue, you know, over the next X amount of time. He's like, he's not serious. And I, I went with my, um, you know, kind of my, uh, what's the word? My desire, right, to bring in that business, the desire for the honor, basically, of that I would be bringing in like this huge client. And I didn't think straight enough to, you know, is this actually going to, you know, pan out? Is it going to be? And I should have listened to that voice of reason, which was my boss saying, this is, you know, trust me my experience, you know, this is not going to play out. And he was, he was actually totally right. The guy ended up not only not being serious, but actually, you know, having us do work that he never ended up paying us for. And, um, you know, I ended up having to literally go to the guy's office. You know, I drove, I don't know, a couple hours, you know, to go to the guy's office just that he would pay, you know, for, for a fraction of the work that we actually did for him, which he ended up finally doing uh, because I showed up in his office. So yeah, that was a big failure. And I learned from that. The lesson that I learned from that is number one, right? You, you know, don't think about, um, you know, think bigger than, than what you have capacity for. Don't think that some, just because something looks nice and big and shiny that it's actually going to play out. And number two, listen to the voice of reason. Listen to those who have more experience than you, even if it's going against your desire, right, to want to be successful. Um, that voice of reason is oftentimes going to be accurate and is going to be one that's going to point you ultimately in the right direction. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that you've got to be able to trust your gut, your intuition, your infinite intelligence, you know, because it's amazing. There's so many times I can say in my own business or my own life where my head says, yes, this is what we want to do. And my ego says, absolutely, we're doing this. And we've got to let everyone know about it. 
Um, but then my gut says there's something off here and I don't know what it is, but that's infinite intelligence. Right. That's got something, you know, that knows something that you don't and it's right. collected all the cells and all the, you know, it's beyond what our intellect can really tell us. And, and I think it's a great reminder as well to, you know, we have, you have to surround yourself with people who are, you know, either mentors or perhaps board of advisors or other people in your business or your life that can be able to help you make decisions that may be able to identify blind spots that you cannot yourself. So such a great reminder. Um, and, and, and it's also well known that, you know, we've, we've talked about, as we were talking about here as mentors and other people, perhaps in your inner circle, uh, you know, we, we say that success leaves clues. So who do you model yourself after? Who are your role models? Um, I think there are really two categories of role models and they, that one is in the business world, which are um, the role models is be, for example, the CEO of our company, the president of our company, um, who has developed, you know, this huge company of over a thousand employees has built this company culture that everyone is, is literally grateful and happy to be a part of like a family, even though it's so big, um, a family, you know, I spoke at a company holiday party this past December uh, and, you know, they asked me to come, come and speak. He asked me to come and speak, be the, you know, the one speaker um, at this event. And, you know, I was just truly honored and I spoke from the heart that I'm so proud, you know, so happy to be part of this family. And so um, to see someone like that, uh, who is truly a, a caring, giving person, a philanthropist, um, and so many of those good character traits that I want to, you know, exemplify. And it kind of, the second category kind of, um, you know, blends together with the first. And the second category of mentors is those, you know, kind of spiritual mentors of mine, right? I have a, a rabbi, I have a spiritual guide, a leader who I, you know, ask questions on a regular basis to, you know, wanting to continually learn and grow, um, you know, in my personal life, in my, you know, personal goals. So, always have someone like that who can be like a sounding board, whether it be a friend, whether it be a mentor, um, it can be your spouse, it can be anyone who can, you know, look at your life objectively and be able to, um, you know, help you to grow. Yeah. And it's, it's people who are, you know, developing things that are, you know, something that you're inspired by, you know, it's like what you mentioned about the CEO of your company, you know, developing a culture of gratitude and happiness. I mean, who right. wouldn't want that, you know? And I think that's a lot of times, like if you look back at, you know, the history of, of corporate America, perhaps over the past several decades, you know, we've evolved to this point where a culture of gratitude and happiness is truly what you know, people are drawn towards. And beyond that, you know, there's more to life than just dollars and cents. And so being able to kind of build in spiritual mentors or, you know, other people that are sort of your board of advisors is so important. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, beyond that, you know, we're talking about goals. Um, what's a goal that you are most proud of accomplishing over the past 12 months? Um, so I had a goal of, you know, I had a certain amount of, you know, growing a family and uh, et cetera is, is not an easy thing to do, especially six children, a big family, uh, relatively big, I guess. It depends in, in our community. It's, it's not necessarily so big, but, um, you know, in the course of, you know, college and university and studies and over the time, but, you know, I went into a lot of debt, right? And that's something that a lot of people get used to and getting out of that can be very challenging, especially when you have, you know, even if your family grows, the expenses become a lot more and exponentially more, especially when they start getting, my oldest daughter, you know, started high school just uh, this week. So I, I have, you know, there's a lot of expenses that come along with all this stuff, but getting out of that, putting a goal 
you know, I set to you know, kind of get out of that debt and get in the right direction um, was, was something that, you know, I felt very proud about accomplishing and, you know, it's something that I never really took the reins on up until uh, recently. So, yeah. And, and in real estate debt is such a, it's like a hot button topic because right. you know, most, most real estate investors would say, wow, well, debt is, you know, one of the most powerful tools we could ever utilize, exactly. especially in, you know, leveraging our assets. However, you know, there's different types of debt. So if you can be right. able to, you know, minimize your, perhaps your, 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 your debt that is not leveraging your ability to yes. grow your cash flow or your net worth and those kind of things. So that's really, really good. Uh, what, yeah. what goal are you uncomfortably working towards right now and inspired that you're working towards right now? Um, I think you know this. We've spoken about this recently. My, my goal is really to get into multifamily investing, which I haven't uh, delved into yet on an active level, and I'd really like to. And so it's uncomfortable for me because it requires a lot more time and effort than I have. <laughs> but at the same time, I see the positive results that come out of it and you know, that will help build, um, you know, portfolio, eventually build the, the generational wealth and the tax benefits that, you know, obviously I'm teaching people all about and not necessarily, you know, utilizing, capitalizing on uh, myself. So that's something that I'm uncomfortably working towards. You know, it's so funny is like, um, I'm, I'm a lot like you. And I think many of Elevate Nation is a lot like you. And we say, all right, well, we're going to add a new goal here. And we're like, well, when are we going to find the time to do that? And uh, one of the things that I'm so interested in is, is utilizing leverage, as we just talked about, in a different perspective in terms of how do you leverage your own time. So I'm actually curious on that specific note, you're looking to invest in multifamily assets. How are you going to accomplish that, you know, with a very busy schedule, with a large family, large growing family? What type of leverage do you think you'll be able to utilize to, to get to that end goal? What I've found successful and um, is really leveraging um, successful, you know, partnerships. And I thought about, you know, going in on it on my own and I've spoken to a few mentors and a few friends over the past couple of months and I'm leaning much more strongly towards uh, partnering with others who do have more time. You know, I can bring value to the table, but I don't need to contribute everything that goes into, you know, acquiring and managing um, a multifamily property. So that's what I'm going to leverage uh, because it's leveraging time. You know, I can put in as much time as, as I can, but it's also leveraging, you know, the experience um, of others, which is, you know, invaluable. Yeah. And the first, um, the first deal I ever did um, as an investor I did not bring in a partner and I very quickly wished I had a partner because I was trying to make a lot of tough decisions, you know, through kind of bumping my head across, you know, the first deal. I mean, the first deal is by far the hardest, um, right. but there is such a value now that I've done deals with partners. There's such a value in the right partner. It's, it's very important to make sure you get the right partnership, right. but leveraging their expertise, you know, their time as well, as long as you have aligned interests, you know, it is such a powerful thing. And, and I totally agree with you on that. Um, so Yona, what's the driving force behind what you do from a big picture? Um, the driving force is really just giving. Uh, that's really the big picture. I honestly believe that, you know, giving and, and bringing that positive energy of, of giving, you know, especially when it's done in the right way to the right people in the right time adds tremendous value to those people, to myself, 
you know, to those around me, but also to the entire world that actually brings that energy into the world and helps, you know, really make the world a better place. That's awesome. Who are, if you had to identify, you know, specifically who it was that you're giving to, who would that be? <laughs> um, you know, so, so in, uh, in Hebrew, okay. Hebrew is a beautiful language. There's a word, the word for giving in Hebrew has three letters and it's a palindrome. Okay. So it means it's, it can be read backwards and forwards, right? The same, same way. Okay. It's word Natan, which means, right. Even in English, it's translated N-A-T-A-N, which even in English, uh, transliteration of the Hebrew is, is a palindrome, which means that giving is really receiving. And so, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm giving to everyone, right. Giving to the world, giving to, you know, my creator, giving to, but at the same time, it's simultaneously, you know, receiving much more than I'm actually uh, doing. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely been my experience too. When I give away knowledge, when I give away my time, when I give away my treasure, my talent, you know, it's amazing the rewards that you receive from that just by seeing, you know, other people succeed or other people, you know, elevate to the next level. I mean, that's really the whole point of this show is to give so people can elevate so they can raise their own bars so they can raise their own standards and, you know, live in their own purpose and ultimately achieve fulfillment. So I'm 100% with you on that one. So let me, uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to transition into our rapid fire section. And we call this the rare air questionnaire because, you know, we're theoretically climbing Mount Everest. We have, you know, we're really kind of, we're above the clouds now. You can't really breathe much, but, you know, most people gave up, but we didn't. And so, um, so I want to know right now, you know, we've already talked about some great books. Would be curious to know what's the most impactful book that you've ever read and why? Um, the most impact, and we did mention, you know, a great book, the seven habits was extremely impactful. Um, there's another book that, you know, was extremely impactful to me is called, um, as long as I live. And it's an autobiography of a man, um, whose name is Aaron Margalit. And, and he, it was really originally written in Hebrew, translated to English and some, some other languages as well. Bestseller. And he really, he's a person that struggled his whole life, had diseases, had, you know, things, you know, a speech impediment. He was, he was paralyzed, you know, from, from the neck down as a child and, and through polio that he contracted and then kind of was able to elevate himself. Literally in the book, he talks about laying in bed, um, you know, in a hospital kind of ward and elevating himself above himself and looking down and seeing that. And that was kind of his way of, of taking note of his life and seeing how he can, you know, get beyond the, um, you know, the, the, the disease, which he ultimately was able to, to get through with the help of family, with the help of, uh, you know, people in his life that, that took him out and made him push himself beyond his comfort level until he literally became, um, you know, walking, talk, you know, a successful CEO of uh, several companies, real estate business, insurance companies, you know, several things until he's, you know, a world-renowned speaker as well. Uh, and someone who started off with a speech impediment, it, all these things were just ways that, you know, limiting beliefs, you just have to get out of them. There is, there's nothing that really holding us back. And it's just a mind, mind-blowing book. 
That is so powerful. And I think Elevate Nation will be extremely excited to dive into that one. I know I will myself. We'll put that into the show notes. And it's such a great reminder as well that, you know, our biggest challenges, our biggest, you know, perhaps failures, you know, are really our greatest blessings. And so if you can really look at that and say, well, how is this? What is this? what is this being spoken to me right now? And what am I, what do I need to become to overcome this? And then what, you know, what's the result of that? I think it's such a great reminder, you know, that Elevate Nation, you know, we've got to think differently because most people have a limiting belief that they can't accomplish something because either they have, you know, a speech impediment or something else and they let that really defeat them. But Elevate Nation is not in that boat. And so that's why we say this is the rare air questionnaire because that is insane. I love that. Um, so what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I know we talked about, you know, prayer and just being mindful on a consistent basis, even building that in multiple times a day. But beyond that, what's another, you know, what, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? Um, you know, playing with my kids. It may seem like something that is very, you know, something that is overlooked. But I remember, you know, um, a great a teacher of mine once when, when my, when my, my oldest daughter, who's now 15 is, uh, you know, when she was a baby, he, he told me, he's like, Hey, you know, enjoy, enjoy, you know, her while she's a toddler, you know, like <laughs> she's going to be all grown up before you know it. And he's totally right because, you know, little kids are so pure, are so, um, you know, just explorative, loving life. Right. <clears throat> we can learn so much from, from small children. And so, you know, I try to, to make it a point uh, you know, it seems like you're something, well, why wouldn't you do that? But, you know, when you make it a point to do it and when you take the time, a mindful time to go and, and do that, it, it has much more meaning to it as opposed to just like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with my kids today, do something fun with them, you know, every day. You, you take it for granted. So I try to keep it mindful not to take it for granted. And it's not easy to do. I know for sure, you know, myself, I, I catch myself sometimes. It's like, wait a minute, you know, we're always on as real estate professionals, you know, people can reach us 24, seven, 365. And if you're not careful to kind of build in those parameters, as we talked about earlier and be focused, be mindful in the times that are most important. I mean, we're doing this for our family, for people that are important to us, for other people that we collaborate with in the business. So I think it's a really great reminder to, to be present and to enjoy it while it lasts, you know, because, um, you know, it's, it's so, so important. And really that's the, that's the purpose. I mean, we've all got to be able to identify that. And so, you know, what's the, what, how else do you elevate others around you? Obviously you're playing with your children. You're certainly elevating them in that capacity and you're connecting so many people, you know, thousands of people, whether it's LinkedIn or you're helping your, 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 your property owners with cost segregation, but what, how else do you elevate other people around you? Yeah. How else? I mean, <laughs> there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot a of lot ways there. to do it. There's a lot there. And I think that really, you know, speaks to the fact that that's really what it's all about is just trying to elevate other people as much as possible. One other thing I will say is that that starting with a smile is a great way to do it, right? Smiling can go, uh, it's taken for granted. Another thing we take for granted, but a smile that you give to another person is, can really change a person's day. You have no idea where, you know, where they're at and what their life is like saying a good word, saying something nice, saying good morning as you walk by, you know, someone, a stranger on the street, you know, I know in places like New York, you might get like mugged for doing that or whatever, but you know, it's really taking the time to look outside of yourself and these small little acts of kindness that are easily overlooked can really change a person and, you know, smiling and saying good morning and things like that to, to people around you. 
yeah, they seem insignificant. You know, they may seem insignificant to many people, but it's it can be extremely profound if you just receive a smile when you're man. Things are seem to seem to be falling apart in your world, and you get that smile, and it's like, wait a minute. You know, there are people that are happy out there. There are people that you know actually care enough to just do something as simple as that, or to say good morning to me. And you know, mm-hmm. I think that's so important to remember that you know people here in Elevate Nation, we have a duty to really you know, be the leader in that regard to smile at someone else to say good morning, you know, ask them how they're doing and to truly listen. I think it's so important. So that's a that's a great reminder. And I think the topic of, you know, kind of the theme of what you and I have talked about today has really been about giving. And that's been sort of your your theme of, of your life and your growth of your business. And so I really am so thankful that you were able to give your time to us today, Yona. Um, mm-hmm. I want to thank you so, so much. And and um, how can Elevate Nation connect with you outside of, uh, outside of this podcast? Uh, the best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn, obviously. That's a great way to do it. But, but I would like, if, if you allow me, I'd love to just on the note, the last thing that I said over there, I'd like to end with a little story that just like popped in my head about this, you know, giving, a, you know, doing something, a small act of kindness. You have no idea what effect it can have. A story I heard of a, um, a, a doctor who uh, actually I think it was a chiropractor, a chiropractor who he accepted upon himself to give every single person that he sees or meets to give them a compliment. Okay. It doesn't matter who they are. Like that was his little thing. He always did. He always, you know, everyone who came into the office, he started giving them a compliment. And one day, uh, you know, someone came into his office, you know, a disheveled person, like, like looked like the guy hadn't like, was a home, looked like he was homeless. He hadn't showered in weeks, clearly, you know, had like hair was a mess and, you know, his clothes were tattered and dirty and smelled. The guy literally smelled. He walked into the office and the guy, the chiropractor looked, took one look at him and he's like, you know, what am I going to compliment this guy on? And he just takes a look like up and down on this person. And he notices that the guy has like brand new shiny shoelaces right? Or at least they looked shiny. And he was, and he just like, looked. he's like, Hey, you know, I love your shoelaces, right? Your shoelaces are so amazing. Like they're brand new. They're awesome. You know, you're going to have a great day because of these shoelaces and the guy, you know, gave him a, you know, a checkup or whatever, a, um, a chiropractic session, you know, uh, adjustment. And the guy left the next day, the guy comes back to his office and he looks like a different person. He was completely, you know, put together. And he says, I want you to know you saved my life. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I was at the worst part. You know, my wife left me. I was having totally in depression. And I was literally on the verge of suicide. And I decided, you know, let me just like at least feel good, you know, before I, before I do it. And so I went in to get this adjustment just so at least my body will feel good. And I'll have that little pleasure before I, before I take my life. And when I came into your office, you gave me such positivity. You gave me that compliment you changed my whole life. You changed my whole perspective. And, you know, I just want to thank you. I started thinking more about, you know, my life and, and how I really need to put myself together. And, and that was, you know, this story that this doctor just took upon this one little thing, right? Just look at someone else and try to give them a compliment. Uh, one little thing, it may seem insignificant to you, but you have no idea what effect it can have on another person. 
That's absolutely incredible. And what a great action challenge for Elevate Nation now is to, you know, challenge yourself to give somebody a compliment and each and every person that you come across, just a little small, tiny compliment. You know, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, significant. It could be something just as simple as, you know, I love your, your shoelaces, but, but make it, you know, make it genuine, you know, make it real. You know, I really appreciate your energy. I mean, like, you know, Yona, I really appreciate you, you know, showing up today and, and really kind of opening up your heart, you know, truly for us to really see beyond the business. But, you know, us as real estate practitioners, real estate investors, uh, or service providers, you know, we, we get so busy and we get so bogged down into the work that I know that, you know, sometimes I feel like, you know what, my feathers are ruffled. I don't have time to give a compliment, but it's such a profound reminder that you don't know what's going on with someone else, whether they, they could be, you know, a multimillionaire real estate owner, you know, or sort of investor in any of your deals, or they could be just one of your, your clients or, or customers or what have you, but there is something going on in their life, you know, that you don't know about. And so just doing this simple, simple act of kindness is a great way to give, you know, your being. To someone else. So I love that story. That's awesome. So, so Yona, I'd really want to thank you again so much for being here. And I want to remind Elevate Nation that this is a podcast. We got to go ahead and replay this. I mean, repetition is key because, you know, a lot of this stuff is like, man, if you can implement this into your business, you can truly elevate to the next level. If you can implement this into your life, transform yourself, transform your behavior. And it's so, so important, you know, not only to teach this and share this with someone else, you know, obviously that's one of the best ways to learn. But beyond that, it's about taking massive action. You know, what, what are one or two things that Yona talked about today that you can go ahead and implement into your own business? And so, you know, until then, until next time, I want to thank you so much. Yona, thank you for being with us. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Elevate Nation, we'll see you next time. And thanks again. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit tylerchesser.com.